0: Hey folks, before we kick off this week's podcast, I want to remind you that Mike Seibert Radio is headed to the Windy City. I will be attending TFCon Chicago 2018. That's going to be happening October 26th through the 28th at the Crown Plaza Hotel and Conference Center, along with friends of the show, the Autopod Decepticast. And we'd love to meet you out there. Listen to upcoming episodes of Mike Seibert Radio and Autopod Decepticast for more information and exciting updates. We'll see you in Chicago. Mike Cybert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Cybert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you're always welcome to write into the mailbag Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that is S E I B E. RT, just like it sounds, um, and it uh, it cracked me up last weekend. Uh, just a just a tangent for a quick sec. Uh, somebody I was I was working with asked me what my last name was. I I told them, spelled it, pronounced it, and spelled it again. And they still got it wrong. Um, Apparently, uh, mine is the German pronunciation, unlike my name brother, Matt Siebert, who hosts the Mr. B.S. Show podcast out of Colorado. His is more the uh, French pronunciation, um, uh, and neither of us pronounce it like Sabertron, like that uh, that Transformers website, um, uh, but all with the same spelling, S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Anyhow, um, uh, this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. It's a pop culture show featuring interviews, independent artists and occasionally, more. And on this week's show, I'm going to be talking a lot about Transformers.
1: Transformers!
0: <laughs> uh, recapping my experience at CybeFest Northwest, the unofficial Transformers convention here in the Pacific Northwest, and I've got some news and announcements about TFCon Chicago. All of that and more on this all new episode of Mike cyber Radio, but First, let's kick things off with some shout outs shout it, shout it, shout it out Well, first, I gotta shout out my lovely wife lucky uh she uh she uh gets to put up with a lot of drama from me and my podcasting uh hobby um uh, much like I'm sure a lot of uh spouses of uh podcasters and broadcasters and well actually come to think of it artists of any kind but uh, uh but she's constantly supporting me and encouraging me even when I'm moody and insecure uh not unlike a uh, sullen teenager <laughs> uh, uh, we recently had the opportunity to get out of town for a few days last week and it was great we um uh, we went to long beach uh long beach uh Washington not the not the California one um anyway it uh it came at the perfect time because it was um uh, it, it was a good escape from the smoke that had been kind of choking the Seattle area uh, recently, you know, from all those wildfires in uh, California and Canada. Hey, Canada! and uh, at, at one point the air quality here was actually worse uh, than uh, parts of China and India so yeah it was uh, it, it was kind of nice to be near the ocean where the air was just uh, just a little cleaner um, we'd never actually been before uh, we'd uh, we'd driven through Long Beach years ago uh, but we'd never stayed there and always wanted to uh, go and go back uh, would recommend would do again uh, the there's a really cute downtown area with uh, which a bunch of shops. Um, uh, plus, they've got like an actual video arcade, and we played the sit-down Mario Kart arcade machine, um, uh, which was pretty rad. I mean, you know, we're we're uh, definitely Mario Kart heads in the uh, in the uh, um, cyber compound. Uh But the thing that that cracked us up more than anything was that was also the week of the International Kite Festival uh, there in uh, Long Beach. Uh, apparently, people come from all over the world uh, to fly their kites on the beach. And it, it was cool seeing all the colorful kites and the street vendors and uh, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we, we had no idea about that when uh, when we planned the trip. And everybody that we talked to, I mean, we, we went in the middle of the week. It was, you know, uh, uh, we had uh, left home Monday afternoon and uh, stayed through. Tuesday and came home Wednesday. But anyway, so it was kind of the the, the front end of the week. But everybody we ran into said, oh, my gosh, you know, people start booking uh, uh, their rooms the the day after the festival ends, you know, the following Monday. And uh, Lucky had this uh, great theory in that um, I bet you like the latter part of the week into the weekend. That's probably the stuff that's all booked up. But but yeah, I mean, we had our pick of all of the hotel rooms that were available and, and, uh, yeah, really, uh, had no problems, but it was, it was a, it was a neat dynamic to add to our, um, uh, little vacation in the middle of the week. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the Snowflake Melter himself, Killing Spree, uh, my guest co-host during last week's episode, talking about the Meg uh, during episode uh, 171. Apparently, we were the only podcast on the internet that actually kind of liked this uh, this big dumb shark movie. Um, and anyway, you can go back and check that out. Why? Uh, uh, but the thing is, I. I wouldn't necessarily consider that or really any of our other movie discussions to be um review shows uh not objectively at least I mean there, there's there's a million movie review podcasts and we're we're not really one of them it's a it's more of a fun conversation and uh discussion you know kind of like the kinds of conversations you have with your friends and that's the type of podcast I like to listen to so that's the type of show we try to do and um, uh, occasionally we succeed and uh, and and I just like the dynamic we have you know I mean um, we don't always agree on everything, um, but that's part of the fun, and there's usually enough commonality there. Um, besides, uh, he's maybe a little more uh, center-right politically than I am, and that uh, that gives me a different perspective and kind of a different perspective on the show, um, especially when it comes to things like gaming and identity politics and outrage culture, um, and uh, if there's one good thing to come out of outrage culture it's those spicy memes um anyway uh follow uh killing spree at late night death on twitter to find out what uh uh, what he's all fired up about um, I also want to thank Ben Harpold, um, again, my guest from a couple weeks ago during episode 170, where he talked about and introduced us to CybeFest Northwest, uh, which I'm going to talk about in a little more detail next. Uh, but everything came together very quickly. I think I heard about CybeFest on a Monday or a Tuesday. And then by that Thursday, we had, uh, had that interview all set up uh, uh, to get out prior to uh, that Saturday. So I appreciate him being flexible on such short notice. And uh, thanks to everybody um, who checked out and shared the interview. It wasn't until after the co- uh, the convention, um, but once I shared the podcast with uh, the community and a few of the local Transformers fan groups out on Facebook, um, it really took off. So uh, uh, thanks again for checking that out. And hopefully you stick around for more stuff and things from me. Um, and with that, um i also have to give a shout out to the twitter account around seattle um it's a it's a media source of all things like uh, public events food trucks comedians podcasts etc um around seattle uh they cover all around the sound from bellingham to olympia um and it's run by a guy named nick and really uh i have him to thank uh it's it's all his fault that i'm getting more involved in the uh, local Transformers. Community, I had, um, I had, t- I, I was tweeting about TFCon and Nick tweeted at me telling me about CybeFest Northwest. And after that, I uh, found their website and social media, got hooked up with Ben, uh, went to the show, and uh, now the rest is history. But after that, uh, Nick friended me on Facebook and also added me to a, a few different Transformers fan groups. Uh, so it's basically his fault that. That I'm getting more involved in the Transformers community and that I'm starting to get back into collecting a little bit. And uh and to close out shout-outs, I wanna let you know about a podcast I've recently discovered called Transformers University. Uh, it's a podcast chronicling the history of the Transformers from 1984 to today, hosted by Anthony Burcali. He uh, he was a consulting producer on that Transformers episode of of the Toys That Made Us. And his website is the world's largest transforming toy archive. And uh, uh, what I like about the podcast is that he goes through the detailed history of the Transformers franchise, but doesn't get too bogged down in the weeds, um, uh, making it very palatable for civilians. Uh, but there's also a lot of cool information for uh, longtime fans like myself. Like I um, um, I just recently heard his interview with Jim Shooter, who was the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics back in 1984. Uh, turns out he, uh, he wrote the original treatment for the entire transformers fiction. And I, and I had no idea. I mean, there's a lot more to the story than that, but yeah, I, I had no idea. I just thought he was the editor. Um, most of the podcast episodes are between a half hour and an hour, uh, so they're pretty easy to get through at a decent clip. I think I'm on, like, episode nine or something like that. Um, and as of this recording, there's about 30 episodes available, uh, kind of taking up through, like, uh, I think he's up to, like, midpoint of, like, 1985 uh, give or take, uh, but uh, but check it out. It's it's really good. Uh, uh, Transformers University is the podcast. TFU.info is the website. Well, this just in: exciting news! Due to overwhelming demand, Fathom Events have added more theaters for the September 27th screening of
1: Transformers.
0: Transformers! That's right. 300 more theaters in the United States have been added Uh, so if you thought you were going to miss out on this one night only exclusive screening of 1986's Transformers the movie you might want to check the website and see if there's a theater near you showing the movie Um, I'll have a link in the show notes uh, but it's super easy all you have to do is put in your zip code and it'll bring up theaters close to you Um, Now, with that, I have a question for you. Um, My wife and I are going to check out the movie on September 27th, as I'm sure a lot of you are as well. Um, She's seen it once. Like, several years ago. I think maybe even before the first live-action movie came out. Um, so, she's got a basic understanding of the plot and knows who's who in terms of, like, the, uh, the main characters, you know, Optimus Prime and Megatron. Uh, but she's never watched the cartoon with me. Uh, so, my question is... What are the bare essential episodes that somebody needs to watch before seeing Transformers the movie? Um, I would imagine off the top of my head, you know, the first three episodes, the uh, the pilot, you know, uh, more than meets the eye. Um, sure. But beyond that, I'm not really sure what's essential and what isn't, because um, we're not going to watch the entire series up to the movie you know all uh like 16 episodes of season one and all like you know 50 something episodes of season two uh we're just we're just not gonna have that much time but, but you know we could probably watch like i don't know uh maybe a half dozen episodes um yeah let's uh let's call it that like like the the top six most uh essential episodes because um uh the movie pays off quite a bit Uh, from the show, but if you don't have that context, I, I could see why the events of the movie, especially at the beginning, wouldn't necessarily resonate as much. Uh, like I had said, uh, Lucky seen it once, and um, you know she didn't specifically dislike it. Um, didn't necessarily blow her hair back either, and I I, I get the feeling some of that is because like a lot of the context is lost. So I'd like to do this as like a a social experiment thing. See if there's if I can uh, you know give her more context. Maybe uh, uh, maybe it'll click with her um, a little more. So um, let me know which episodes of the Transformers are essential prior to watching Transformers the movie on September 27th. Uh, Message me on Facebook or tweet me at Radio or send an email to MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com And uh, wouldn't it be something if this Fathom Events uh, one night only exhibition of Transformers the movie ends up being uh, somewhat of a financial success. I mean, maybe even more successful uh, than its initial run. Uh, because uh, you might know uh, when Transformers the movie came out in uh, summer of 1986, it was, uh, it was a, a financial disaster. It, uh, it bombed at the box office, uh, both with audiences and critics. And it If I remember correctly, the budget on it was like five million dollars and maybe made one million dollars during like the entirety of its theatrical run. Um, So I I think it would just be something if, uh, you know, now that they've added 300 more theaters, I don't know what the original number was, but I would imagine it might be getting close to the amount of theaters that it originally opened in uh back in uh August of 86 and it would just it would just be interesting um to see if uh if it ends up being oh I don't know maybe even more financially successful uh than uh than what it was the first time around that would uh <laughs> I think that would make a lot of people smile and a lot of people happy because it's, you know, it, it's it, it's a it's a cult classic at this point, and I I don't know I just I I think it would be cool for it to get the due that it re, that it deserves with more of a mainstream audience. I mean, you know, all of us have bought you know multiple copies of anniversary DVDs and Blu-rays and things like that, but yeah, I mean, uh, the theater that that Lucky and I are going to is uh, almost sold. Out there's like some seats left in the front row, but it's a it's mostly full already, um, and I just think that's really cool. And now let's move on to some news from TFCon, <laughs> the world's largest fan-run Transformers convention. TFCon Chicago 2018 is happening October 26th through the 28th at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel and Convention Center. That's a mouthful. Now, I've announced that I'll be there, and you've probably heard by now that the Autopod Decepticast will be there, but what you haven't heard yet is that we will be together combining our forces.
1: Constructicons, unite!
0: Now, I can't say a lot because they haven't announced everything yet. But what I can tell you is that I will have a role in their presentation and panel uh, that they'll be doing, and I'm incredibly excited for the opportunity, but... Rather than explain what they're doing myself, uh, you know, since it's their thing, uh, here's an excerpt from episode 75 of the Autopod Decepticast. You know, it's the uh, podcast that breaks down Transformers the movie one minute at a time. In this clip, Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb tell you more about their panel at TFCon.
1: Dateline us. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. American. All the ships at sea. The Autopod Decepticus has news. Let's go to press. Hey, everybody! A little news update. <laughs> All right. Not really an update. Just a reminder. Ah, uh, that's a better way of putting it. Could, so wrap, could. A, wrap a wrap a string around your finger. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> anybody still do that? And remember that anybody we ever do that are going to be at TFCon 2018. That's right, man. In Chicago. That's right. We still don't know know what no the schedule looks like. Well, it's almost like we're just recording this after the last. No, one. no. We sh- yeah, we should say we've we've got a little bit more things figured out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Coming along. <laughs> yeah. We've got all of our sketches written. Yeah, yeah we've got right. our game show elements yeah. completely refined. Ah, see? Yeah, see. <laughs> It's, it's going to be great, and uh, so what will we be doing, guys? I think we're probably going to just turn all of this into a cops-themed presentation. <laughs> oh, what a great surprise a that would be for the audience. Yeah, a huge... Le- a huge. Uh, <laughs> that those three guys in the audience get up and leave. Yeah. Yep, we'll call it uh, the cop pod to Perfect. Ooh, boy! I, you, That's in the books. You can't cut this shit out of here. That is know. no, that is sta- once it's laid, it's played, Yay. and it, <laughs> it's cut gonna be us doing right what we now. do. Talking about the movie, Poorly. I, I'm sure it's going to be. Fun. Actually, I've already got some clips edited that. Do you? People. Yeah. I oh do. shit. Yeah, even though we haven't even really had our internal pitch sessions, I've got some stuff written down. A Little behind the curtain. I've there. got some great concepts for uh, interactive. Oh, that game is true. Shows that yeah. Caleb might be in charge of the game show element completely. Oh, what if we put Caleb in charge of everything, and then we get there, and he's like, "I plan nothing." Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I'm just like, it's all good, guys. We're just going to wing it. It's all good. <laughs> So, yes, uh, I don't know if I clearly stated. We will have a spot on the schedule at TFCon 2018 in Chicago. We're going to have about an hour to uh, riff. And so come out and see us. Uh, We would definitely probably need your support in the audience so it doesn't look like we're just total homeless schmoes. (laughs) Homeless schmoes. Yeah, I, we're gonna try to get some merch together. Yeah, no, well, we will definitely we have some. Yeah. Don't say try, there's no try. Well, I don't there's do only it. do or do not. Okay, fair enough. We'll <laughs> do it, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So, so <laughs> that's, that's. I was trying to give us an out in case we just. were. Uh, no, I think we'll we definitely have some stuff. Your out is. The, uh, I think we'll have. <laughs> I think we'll have merch, <laughs> and then people show up. Oh, We'd love a T-shirt. Well, I said I think, thought we yeah. had. I thought maybe, but <laughs> nah, we didn't have it. We don't have so it. So I have uh, legally, you cannot hold me culpable. That's right. You can't be mad at me for that. <laughs> 2018. You Guys, pretty come. pebbles. Yeah. Okay. That's a wrap. <laughs> Let's do it. Alright, so TFCon 2018, October 26th through 28, We'll be there. Hopefully our thoughts will be a little more coherent than it they just be. were. we're gonna, uh, it's going to be, it's gonna be fucking would, awesome. We'll be, be there and be really excited. It is going to be great. We have been planning it for the last few weeks yeah. and it's, it's, uh, we've got some great ideas that we're going to bring. It's going to be in, the, of course, the vein and personality of what you hear, but uh, it'll be different all together yet some kind of some more interactive elements too we'll definitely awesome. not spend five minutes every episode talk, until then talking about it yes <laughs> we will <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: my friends, everybody. (laughs) No, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun, and we hope to see you out there. Um, And we've got a few other things in the works, too, uh, besides uh, the panel that the guys are going to be putting on. Uh, So keep listening to both Mike Seibert Radio and the Autopod Decepticast for the latest updates. And in other TFCon news, there's been a few more exciting guest announcements over the last few weeks. Uh, So here we go. Uh, TFCon is very pleased to welcome back Transformers franchise and toy designer Aaron Archer to TFCon Chicago. Aaron Archer has worked in comics, toy design, and creative franchise planning for over 25 years. He spent 13 years on the Transformers franchise where he was creative leader and partner across films, toys, video games, publishing, The Ride, and animation projects. Uh, During his career at Hasbro and Kenner, he also worked on Batman, G.I. Joe, Jurassic Park, and other classic toy lines. Uh, he was also in the Netflix documentary, The Toys That Made Us, and will be taking part in a QA and a panel and doing commissions all weekend at TFCon. Uh, TFCon is also very pleased to welcome back artist Sarah Petra DiRouche to the TFCon Chicago guest list this year. Uh, Sarah is best known to fans of IDW's Transformers series as the primary artist from the comic book series Tell All Are One. Uh, she will be attending all weekend weekend and selling prints and doing commissions. Um, I don't know if she's opened her commissions list yet, but um, if you want on the list, I'd recommend acting quickly because she's rad. I uh, I really, uh, really enjoy her stuff. Um, uh, but also, I noticed recently that uh, Casey Collar's commission list filled in like 10 minutes. Uh, so you might want to get on that. Um, and the last guest announcement this week is voice actor Alec Willis known to Transformers fans as the voice of Tarantulas in Beast Wars. Uh, for the latest updates, follow TFCon on Twitter and Facebook and at TFCon.com. All right, let's roll out from national stuff and bring it home local. <laughs> CybeFest Northwest was held on August 18th at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington, about 20 miles south of Seattle. Uh, it was their fourth annual Cybertronian Festival celebrating all things Transformers with a Pacific Northwest spin. Now, uh, you, you've heard me mention previously, uh, this was uh, this was my first time attending CybeFest, and I had uh, such a great time. Um... I had to work that morning, but I was still able to check out the last few hours of the show, and I'm glad I did. It was a blast. Um, it was an awesome gathering of collectors and dealers from all over the Pacific Northwest, and it was a decent sized room. It was kind of like you know a uh, kind of like a gym room, like where you would have like a basketball court, and well, it's a community center, so it, it was a basketball court. You look down, you can see the paint and all that, but uh, uh, but anyway, it was a- it was a decent sized room with uh, plenty of. Cool stuff to check out, uh, but you also had room to move, which is good because I, uh, I I get a little itchy when I when I'm too crowded. So having having breathing room uh, was definitely nice, and you know, kind of encouraged some uh, socializing, which was uh, great. But but I did grab a few things. Um, I did get that exclusive print that uh, Ben told us about during our interview. Uh, it was illustrated by an artist named Ben Hanson, uh, thirteen fourteen, as he's. Uh, also known um he's a uh, he's an awesome artist here uh in the Seattle area um, i've seen him around a lot of the conventions and actually uh longtime listeners might remember uh, ben is the same artist that did a piece for uh friends of the show and the folks from uh, costume characters for causes where he depicted the cosplayers as their superhero identities uh um really cool but i uh um i i didn't realize he was so much of a transformer Fan like he had like you know uh, um, uh, print books and all kinds of uh, you know boxes and bins full of all these different Transformers art pieces of uh, uh, really really cool stuff. Um, I unfortunately didn't have the time to go through uh, a lot of it, but yeah, just really cool stuff uh but anyhow this uh this print i was referring to uh depicted a uh, a perfect pacific northwest scene um you know the sun's out you got the puget sound mount rainier evergreen trees um even a uh, a washington state ferry and an orca whale Oh yeah, and Piranacon, the Seacon uh, combiner rising out of the water, uh, with a sea spray zipping by in a, a vehicle mode, and uh, and I, I really like the detail he did on Piranacon, and and I think, and I always thought uh, the Seacons were pretty cool too. I just like the uh, uh, color scheme, you know, all the 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 maroons and and teal and turquoise and and uh, pink and all of that, um, especially when they uh, in their combined form. As uh, as Piranacon. Um so yeah, so that, that was a cool print. Um, I also grabbed uh, Screaming Deals on a uh, classic Soundwave, uh, the uh, old Toys R Us uh, commemorative exclusive from back in the day, um, and a Takara Transformers Collection Blaster. Um, I uh, I actually never got Blaster when I was a kid, and and uh, this is actually my first. Takara toy also you know uh, my uh, transformers collection never really got incredibly exotic um, uh, so yeah it was always just you know official Hasbro stuff so uh, you know it in my advanced years I am just now kind of starting to dip my toe into uh, uh, different stuff uh, but I, I thought it was really cool and I, I remember when uh, that uh, the transformers collection uh, from Takara first came out uh, they' uh, they're basically reissues of the original G1 toys from uh the nineteen eighty four and nineteen eighty five lines. But what made them so cool was they they have like this storybook style box. Uh there's like an illustrated book. Uh it's all in Japanese. Um and with uh that Dreamwave era Pat Lee art on the cover, which uh you know, I was bonkers for that, like in the early two thousands when uh when like, you know, uh eighties nostalgia kinda like started to hit and i uh i've actually got a real real uh, soft spot for that the dreamwave stuff i uh, um i i think it's kind of gotten lost uh to the sands of time and it's kind of gotten forgotten about. But anyway, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, also, I uh, I just discovered, uh, you know, through, uh, through some uh, uh, research and Dr. Google helped me out a bit, but there's only 21 figures in the line. And I'll admit that, you know, now that I have one, I kind of have the bug and kind of want to go out and uh, collect some of the others, too. Uh, there's and and it's interesting because there's a lot of varying price points like there's uh both uh an Optimus Prime and a Megatron that are both uh incredibly expensive but there's uh, some others in the middle that are uh, very reasonably reasonably priced uh very similar to this uh Blaster I got a um uh Jamal gave me a really good deal on it um and uh and so yeah I uh so yeah I'm going to start maybe pursuing the um, uh the transformers collection out there um But anyhow, I uh, I I had a great time, and I'm really excited to participate next year. I would definitely love to have uh, uh, Ben and anybody else from Sidefest back on the show to talk about it. And it was just really cool connecting with new people that are into the same stuff that I am. Um, And I'm I'm just really excited to be uh, more involved in the community because you know I'm I'm a lifelong Transformers fan, but I've spent most of that kind of with my head in the sand and I know uh Aaron from the uh Autopod Decepticast he and I have had conversations about kind of interacting with the community and you know kind of the the trepidation and nervousness there um I I'm kind of jumping in face first and hoping for the best um so uh so we'll see how that goes uh but uh but speaking of the the community you know I mentioned uh, Nick has you know it, it added me to like Three different Facebook groups for you know uh, uh, Transformers fans and collectors. Um, I've already bought a bunch of Transformers alternators from one of the folks in the group, uh, but that's a uh, that's another story for another day. We'll we'll see what happens uh, when that when that box shows up. Uh, but oh oh hey, um, I almost forgot uh, two of my favorite vendors at uh, CybeFest. Fest. Uh, first, there was the guy selling broken Transformers by weight. Uh, Which I I had never seen before. I mean, he had uh, uh, dozens of tubs of just all kinds of stuff.
1: What in the universe is going on here? (laughs) springs junk.
0: Um, I also want to shout out uh, Mahalo Mike and his blind bags. Uh, he made almost uh, 90 blind bags of stuff from his collection and kind of, uh, you know, stuffed them with a newspaper to kind of make all the bags about equal size and, and uh, uh, put numbered post-its on each one, uh, charged five bucks for each, and just kind of watched everyone uh, have fun. And there was all kinds of stuff, like there was like, you know, old uh, Baver stuff there was some g1 stuff um, a little bit of everything but I uh, I, I found um, a post that he wrote on Facebook and I'd like to uh, share a little bit of that with you here uh, he writes uh, there was some hesitation from people at first most were more interested in the other items I had on the table, but slowly people took the chance and word spread quickly. Uh, soon I was getting repeat customers and it became a thing to buy and open at the table uh, where I could tell them what exactly they received and why it was no longer part of my collection. Uh, kids and adults alike would come back, excitedly telling me what they got and how much fun this was, which in turn stoked the entertainment in me. This being Mahalo, Mike, who uh, wrote this Facebook post. Uh, I kept the table humorous and fun throughout the day, watching my bags disappear at a faster-growing rate. the, uh, the I gear Huffer I mentioned earlier, that was a gentleman's first ever third party figure. Uh, seeing the excitement of someone acquiring a Fall of Cybertron Grimlock which included the Iron Factory upgrade kit was a spectacle to behold. Uh, seeing the guy get an original G1 Beachcomber uh, that turned out to be in better shape than the one in his collection already. Um, and how he was going to give his old one to his nephew to spread the love did me proud. Um, having The mother jokingly tell me I made plastic crack even more addictive uh, brought more than a laugh to my lips and so much more. Um, And uh, and he went through his entire collection, too. I, I remember like in the closing minutes of the show, he was like, "Okay, two for one. And. Everybody just kind of made their way over. I was uh, I was uh, uh, B.S.ing with some folks uh, making some friends. So I, I didn't make it, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Mike was awesome. Like he he just kind of sat there. Big smile on his face. Uh, big uh, uh, rightly colored uh, Hawaiian shirt. Not unlike something i would have in my own closet and he uh he just uh seemed to be having a ball like uh I, I don't remember the the name of the character that i got but i i had that experience he was talking about like it was uh it was from uh the like the 2007 movie line um it was like stuff that came out before the movie it, it's it's like a game controller uh that folds and turns into a transformer so um i haven't transformed it yet because it looks kind of complicated, but, um, uh, but no, it was, it was just, a uh, uh, very, very cool. Um, so much fun. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to mention before I get out of here for Labor Day weekend. Um, I saw this on Facebook from one of my new, uh, uh Facebook friends named Magnus von Braun. Magnus! I want the Matrix. <laughs> um, he was at the Atomic Mariachi table at Sidefest Fest, and uh, his table was awesome because he had a little uh, portable DVD player with the screen, and he was just running Transformers the movie the whole time. So, because it, it, like I, I would get further away from his table and having conversations with folks, but I I would either hear it. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of have my attention kind of, um, uh, divided, but, uh, also I just kept like turning my head and watching it. It just, it, it just captured my attention. Just, I had my eye on it the whole time and hopefully I didn't mouth any dialogue when, uh, when I was, uh, uh, making some new friends with folks. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Magnus does, uh, some internet radio also. And I saw this on Facebook and I wanted to give him a, uh, uh, shout out, uh, something cool uh, for fans of the metal uh, that you'll definitely want to check out. So here's a uh, um, in his Facebook post, he wrote "Um, I am hosting a two hour symphonic metal special under my old stage name, Evil Animal on Saturday, September the 8th at 11 a.m. Eastern which is 8 a.m. Pacific and again on Friday September 14th at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And if there's enough positive feedback, it could turn into a regular feature on the channel. Uh, Gimme Radio is a 24-7 global metal radio station. Uh, the music is handpicked by real DJs like Dave Mustaine of Megadeth and Ryan Blythe of Lamb of God. Uh, these DJs have stories to share uh, that you won't hear anywhere else, and they'll play metal that you won't hear anywhere else. Uh, you can chat with these DJs real time in the live feed, and you can chat with metal heads from all over the world. A music experience made by metal fans for metal fans. It's free, and it's metal. That's not a very good metal voice, but that's the best I could do on short. Metal! Metal! metal. It No, I'm making it worse. Uh, the website is Gimme Radio, which is spelled G-I-M-M-E radiocom dot uh, com. Gimme radio.com. I'll have a link in the show notes, and there's an app available also. I saw somebody posting about that. Um, so if you're into metal, check it out. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Get out there and enjoy a safe and happy Labor Day weekend. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do leave a review out on iTunes, five stars, please, let me know, and I'll give you a shout out and read your review on the air and if you're an independent artist whether it be a musician podcaster promoter whatever um, and if you'd like to be a guest or a guest co-host on the show let me know and we'll definitely work something out Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio, and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. This has been Mike Sybert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices.